Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity with your hosts, Mike Borkfeld and Greg Cerventi. Um, we're hot. Uh, we're hot. We're up. Um, we're just uh, we're we're just having a bit of a bit of a giggle. It's, I'm doing a I'm doing a morning um, morning record and Craig's Craig's <laughs> Craig's recording in the evening, and he's just announced to me that he's running low on mixes, <laughs> which is a, which is a dangerous place to be. So the mi- the mixer to booze ratio is a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> anyone. Yeah, when anyone says to you, oh, gee I'm, gee, I'm running a bit low on maxes here. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> feels like it. That feels like something's about to go downhill. <laughs> it's about to get wild, folks. Wet it's and about wild. to get loose. <laughs> about to get loose. Getting loose on the mic. Um, welcome. <laughs> Rocket like a vandal. Welcome we to uh, uh, Verging on Greatness episode. What did you say? This? Did you, just, you mentioned our episode. Is this going to be 61? This will be episode 61. Goodness me, 61. Yeah. Episode 61 of Verging on Greatness. Um, if this is the first <laughs> one you've ever listened to, then this is a podcast where me, my name's Mike, and my friend Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Mike. Uh, we talk about a movie that is uh, verging on greatness. Uh, it's it's not quite great. It feels close, uh, but there's something off. There's something where it doesn't quite get right, and we... we uh, have a think and have a chat and try and figure out where did where did they go wrong what could they have what could they have tweaked to make it make it properly great and i or oh, this is one that craig's been trying to every now and then craig <laughs> craig i love you craig but every now and then <laughs> every now and then craig just makes me watch a movie that he thinks i should watch <laughs> really sometimes this is just the craig mike makes mike watch movie podcast and uh then craig gets mike's hot take (laughs) doing time cop um time cop from uh, the 1994 classic which and and anytime anytime we're in the mid 90s (laughs) we are in we're in craig and i's hot zone um oh yeah (laughs) this is you know this is the (laughs) this is when craig and i were were you know mid to late teens we were really mm. properly discovering um our enjoyment for cinema and so oh you know, boy the, were the, we. the kind of the whole just the way movies were made at this time um you know really stands out for us and oh yeah um this is i, <laughs> I said to the craig in our in our chat before the podcast i think this is maybe the most mediocre movie i've ever seen <laughs> I don't oh know my. If something I don't know if something can be the most mediocre. It, it's, it feels like the a mediocre terms, um, <laughs> but it's it's oh middle of the road. Um, <laughs> it is it's just it's it's perfect. It's it's perfect. But it's absolutely if you if, it feels like if you threw a if, if if you threw a dart at a dartboard and you wanted you wanted it to land on something that was just peak nineteen ninety four cinema. Um, oh, you. You'd be you could, struggling you to do. This. Yeah. You'd be struggling to uh, hit something harder than this. Yeah. This is and there was very ninety four. There was a lot of a lot of greatness. Oh yeah. Proper greatness coming out in nineteen ninety four. The that was a packed, a, a packed roster. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the top ten just based on box office. Uh, and box office is a fun metric because it's it's not always a measure of quality um which which i'm sure mike will will agree to at the, in the, at this particular point uh, but just the top 10 films of 94 just to give you a just to give you a, an idea of of what we were dealing with in 1994 uh number one uh the, so this is worldwide um is the lion king hard to argue with number two forrest gump forrest gump Oof. biggest film of 92 uh, of of 94 number three true lies oh. number four the Santa Claus, uh, number five. This is this is a surprise. Uh, the fucking Flintstones. I don't know how that made it. <laughs> what's, what's that I don't know that? how that made it into the top five spot. But I actually don't think I've seen it, and I don't think I need to. Um, number six, and we we're talking about this earlier. You were you were right. I, I said you were wrong, but you're absolutely right. It's Dumb and Dumber. Um, and mm. uh, number seven is Clear and Present Danger. Eight is Speed, 
nine is the mask jim carrey was having a cracker year uh and uh number 10 pulp fiction and there was another film that came out this year uh what was it it's a massive movie to be at eight speed speed so good i watched that again relatively recently i think i made amy watch it boy is that tight oh that is yeah so tight nearly nearly perfect action movie right it is uh, as an action movie like just how it keeps ratcheting up the tension yeah how it keeps the the no pun intended how it keeps the the pedal uh the throttle down the entire way yeah every time you think there's going to be a release valve like it 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 just actually it just triples down on the pressure yeah oh oh so good and every time like it's so satisfying to watch this isn't the speed podcast just just for those who are worried uh this is still the time cop podcast uh just every time they solve a problem a new problem is introduced it's it's yep. so good yep. so tight um but there was another movie that came out in uh, 94 it's a little known straight to video affair called uh the shawshank redemption oh yeah uh, by yeah. a little known writer um richard bachman Oh, I think uh, I, I think I um I think I've heard of it. I think I remember that. Maybe I yeah yeah, I yeah a little prison thing, right? I might have yeah, seen, might have seen seen a bit of it on TV one night. You know, channel <laughs> channel surfing. <laughs> oh, what's this? How, where where do you think prison. in the box office Shawshank Redemption featured in the year of nineteen ninety four, Mike? Oh, uh, I mean, take a guess. Obviously not top ten, twelve. Oh, you're so much. You're so high. You're so so high right now it's it's 51 what worldwide box office in 1994 it's 51 it's uh book book ended by uh guarding tess the nicholas cage uh led um uh diddy uh and um uh, the drop zone with uh wesley snipes uh i've seen both those films and i can assure you <laughs> i can assure you shawshank redemption is infinitely better than both so uh, bonkers that is wild, isn't it? Does, How does, wild is that? Do you count that as a flop? Was, did it? Flop yeah, I think it, it was out? a bit Shawshank of a flop. Redemption? So, it, it worldwide, it made twenty eight million in in ninety four dollars. So, um, I mean, that's probably like sixty three billion today. But yeah. um, in in ninety in ninety four, it made twenty eight twenty eight million. Uh, it did not. It did not live up to expectations. I don't know what its budget was. Uh, we yeah. might have to one day do a Shawshank uh, episode just just to remind ourselves what good looks like, um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it um it did not do well. And how do you how well do you think Time Cop performed in uh, nineteen ninety four, Mike? I mean, Time Cop was pretty pretty big, right? It was Jean Claude Van yeah. Damme? He was yeah. He was his biggest hot. film. It's got to be. Is it in the top twenty? Uh, no, no, you're not far. It's thirty two. Uh, worldwide 32 bookended by d2 the mighty ducks and uh city slickers 2 the legend of curly's gold where somehow or other they managed to bring back a character that died in the first one with an evil twin it's it's hilarious um but yeah it made it made it made good bank it made 44 million bucks worldwide okay 1994 yeah Yeah, it it did good it did good business so let's so yeah jean-claude van damme so 1994 so he's coming he's coming in pretty hot off of universal soldier in, in yeah. 1992 which is is also a um a, a big name uh that, sci-fi yeah that was action, a that was a big film yeah mid-90s action sci-fi blockbuster yeah uh, hard to go wrong with that, that in 89 he'd done kickboxer um, yeah he had, had a phenomenal rise to the top so he did kickboxer and like blood sport i'm not sh- i'm pretty sure kickboxer was first based on a bullshit story told by somebody about how he joined a, uh, it's it's the whole premise of Bloodsport is that it's based on a true story it, there's nothing true about the story whatsoever um but yeah it, then he does kickboxer he's he's in he's in the background of a of a movie called like breaking to electric boogaloo he's a dancer or he's in he's in he's in breakdance the movie as a dancer in the background just a muscled guy and like yeah. day glow in a day glow output but he has this phenomenal rise to the top where he does um increasing in budget um uh these action films uh, all the way through until he gets to universal soldier um and uh, ultimately time cop and then sudden death is the one that comes directly after this uh, sudden death is probably his best film which is kind of die hard but in an ice hockey rink um 
and then yeah his descent into mediocrity like true mediocrity happens yeah. after the sudden Steven, death. He, Steven Seagal type yeah of, yeah yeah that's that where he has that peak and then disappears into cause, nothingness yeah because he's in the he's in the same same vein in 1994 he's in the same category as Stallone and Schwarzenegger but they kind of managed to reinvent themselves as the muscled the muscled uh behemoth faded yeah. away as people got sick of that yeah they, yeah and Arnie obviously takes time out to become governor for a little while yeah. and Stallone Stallone makes a number of like not bad movies but like you're Stallone why are you making that movie choices yeah um and yeah and then ultimately um he he kind of manages to strike gold again as a as a much older gent with um like re- returning to his roots to do yeah. another Rambo another Rocky yeah. um and uh, and ultimately the Expendables which mm. ultimately puts out a lifeline to Van Damme yeah, who comes back guys. as yeah. as one of the Expendables <clears throat> and and I don't know how it's possible that the, all these guys are managed. They're still the size that they are. I mean, some credit to steroids and modern chemistry, if you will. But um, they're, they're coming back to do a fourth one of those uh, somehow. Oh wow! Uh, so all these aging action heroes are are coming back one more time. I gotta I gotta say for you know for Time Cop Jean Claude Van Damme as as the you know there's elements of film noir here. He's 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 lost his he's lost his wife and he's kind of a. Yep. He's kind of a he's, a, he's a bit of a brooding, silent type figure. He's, he's kind of fine. I think he's, I think he's, yeah. his performance is, is, is pretty decent. There's not much to, um, uh, you know, he's, he's not, um, um, you know, he's, Day, he's, he's not Daniel Day-Lewis. He's Daniel Day-Lewis. He's, he's, he's fine. He's not even Harrison Ford. But, um, but yeah, he's like as a action hero star goes like i mean of those those action heroes in that time period stallone's probably the most capable of all of them like he's the oscar winner of the bunch right so yeah. he actually wins an oscar for for rocky so he's got yeah. writing chops and you know it's stallone co- cops a bit of shit but he can actually act um but schwarzenegger does schwarzenegger um and all those other guys in that time period um they're all they're all much of a muchness but yeah he he's he's not a bad actor as as jean-claude um he's got a language difficulty to get past because i don't think he spoke much of any english when he first came mm. out from from belgium um but he certainly <clears throat> he certainly hasn't he certainly improves as time goes on and you know what he's he's charming he's charming on screen it's, yeah. it's not hard to watch him did he did he ever have a go at like a like a proper non-action movie like you think about what think about what arnie and stallone were doing at this time they were branching out they were branching out into right. comedy you and true comedies yeah which, which was action but like arnie action. was doing like twins and um yeah. uh, uh kindergarten cop um and arnie uh, stallone was doing he, he he flirted heavily with bad bad comedy films like rhinestone don't shoot or my uh, don't uh, stop, stop or my or mom, my mom will shoot, will shoot. Yeah. which is uh, which apparently he was tricked into doing by um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> was circling that project, or he told Stallone he was circling that project, and Stallone told his agents to to book him, uh, and so uh, Schwarzenegger giggled his way <laughs> all the way to whatever the fuck it is uh, Schwarzenegger uh, goes to. Um, but no, I don't think he ever did like an attempt at comedy in I- quite the same way. That came much, 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 much later when he did JCVD, which was yeah. that where he stars as himself, and he's he's not bad in that. I, I haven't seen it. Just Street for... Fighter is a little bit of a chance for him to do something a little bit camp and a little bit silly and see how that works. But it's still primarily action. It's not like yeah, it's not like True Lies or um the other one uh, that's around this time for Stallone is Demolition Man. Demolition where, Man, where a little bit is, self-referential, a little proper, bit self-aware, proper comedy yeah action comedy um type moments. no no i don't think he does he's definitely more a serious action star than he is like a like a comedy action star yeah but i look i think he's i think he's 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 fine he does everything he needs to do in this movie for a um you know as as the lone noir-esque kind of um the beaten up wounded yeah the the wounded wounded hero 
Um, yeah. And he's and he and he looks great, and he's he's great in the action sequences. He does the you know the money sh- the money shot where he's in the, the, the kitchen and his yep. and his pants, and he, and he <laughs> jumps up on the counter and does the splits. And oh the boy, does he! The shoots and, the taser and w- into the water on the ground and electrocutes himself. Fantastic. And what kind of shape was he in? He was in fucking good shape, as <laughs> yeah. what shape he was in. Like holy <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah. Us on our best day are still hulking fat behemoths next to him. So yeah. he's yeah, he's holy he's hell. tidy. He's he's tidy. Bronze and shined. Yeah. Oh my god. He does. Yeah, he's he does. looking great. Does everything does just does everything he needs to? It's a shame. I wonder if he if he'd gotten a if he'd gotten a a, a demolition man or a um or a true lies if his career might have gone in a different way if he'd had if he'd yeah been able to, he does had a, a chance he to does, show a bit more range yeah he he unfortunately like he has a run of bad films so he does after this he does um, sudden death which same director Peter Hames is as Time Cop um it's I haven't actually seen it, but I'm 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 reliably informed that it's actually a really good film. Mm. It, you know, for an action movie, yeah. it's a it's a it's a diehard knockoff. Like, accept it for what it is. Um, but you know, once you consider what it is, it's really good. Like, if that's what you're out for, it's fantastic. If you want Jean Claude Van Damme high kicking, uh, then this is it. Um, but then he does the Quest, which is a period piece where he's in the French Foreign Legion, so his accent is is pretty um is is explained Uh, and then it's it's a it's a long it's a pretty fucking short drop from there to straight to video which is effectively what he ended up doing for the next 10 years Mm. um he has a go so they make a sequel to um universal soldier which i think he's in um i know it's much later he's in a he's in a universal soldier sequel much much later which also has dolph lundgren um but yeah he he comes back for a few things, but yeah, he never manages to get out of this rut. He never manages to find another starring vehicle where he is, where, where it's successful. So, um, and it's kind of interesting cause like still, um, I've, I've just finished reading a book, which was about, um, the film studio. Um, I'm just trying to remember their name. It's not Canon. Uh, no, it's, um, uh, oh, it's similar. It's um, Orion, uh, and they talk. Orion produced um, or green or, or behind a bunch of Stallone pictures, and they talk about how it was at this time with the international market, where the where the Hollywood studios were starting to pay more attention to the international markets. Mm, like yeah. the amount of apathy the U.S. studios had to international markets up until about the mid eighties was, was staggering. Like they were yep. leaving so much money on the table. They just did not give a shit. They were selling entire fucking regions to people that they didn't know. And they were not seeing any of the return. It's about this time they work out that while a Stallone picture might do okay in the States internationally, that shit cleans. Like it just absolutely ravages the box office worldwide. Right. And it's about this time that they work out like Stallone might not sell well in the States, but Stallone sells very well in Southeast Asia. Stallone mm. sells very well in Europe, sells very well in, um, in um, Oceania, uh, mm. Australia, New Zealand. And, it, and it's guaranteed box office gold. So you can actually make a profit on a Stallone movie before it's in cinema, just on selling the international rights. And so it's about this time, like that's how those guys, and Schwarzenegger's the same, like huge international mm. draw card might not sell well in the states sells very very well overseas mm. so it's interesting i think sean claude van damme is probably in the same boat there's an international mm, yeah. appeal to him that you don't yeah. get in america anyway we've What's talked a lot the... about how the, about not this film <laughs> well you mentioned you mentioned the director so let's do let's do the peter director haynes. and then we'll get on to the film tell us what yeah what else so has peter haynes done? um he he directed one of my favorite films which is capricorn one which was made in the uh, early 80s um, or possibly even the late, 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 late 70s. I'll just double check that, uh, which is about a, a faked, a faked, mo- uh, faked uh, mission to Mars, which is it, it ties into that at the time that the, um, the conspiracy around the faked lunar landing uh, um, right. was going around. So it's about about sending some astronauts to Mars. Um, but and it all it's all fake. The astronauts are in a studio in, in the desert. Um, and uh, the, the, the shuttle, the, the spacecraft goes to Mars and comes back. And it's all going really well until the, the vehicle burns up on re-entry. 
um, and kills all of the astronauts inside. So naturally, now NASA has to go and kill the three astronauts in the facility in the oh, desert. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's Capricorn 1. It's really cheesy. Um, it's, it's dated. Um, it also stars uh, O.J. Simpson. Um, so it's a wild film. Amazing. Um, yeah, but it's um, it's it's fantastic. He's also done a film we've already featured on the podcast, um, uh, which is Outland by uh, with um, Sean Connery. Yep. Um, he's also done uh, he's done a, a Sylvester Stallone's uh, sorry not a Sylvester Stallone an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, joint. He did um, End of Days, um, but yeah, he's he's done it. He's done a bunch. He's um, if it comes to action in the 2000s uh sorry not the 2000s in the 90s and 80s there's a chance he's done one of them yeah uh, but the film that he's probably the, the film he's directed which i think is the most hard done by um is 2010 which is a sequel to 2001 okay which is wildly underrated um really? so yeah where 2001 is a that. cerebral is a cerebral film you it's, have to watch it there's a lot yeah. of interpretation that goes on yeah. 2010 yeah it takes a bunch of that interpretation away and just makes it a film about uh, uh, rogue AI aliens that may or may not be uh, interfering with the evolution of life uh, and what the fuck they're doing out um, in Jupiter. Uh, so it's, um, it's it's actually really good. Um, and it stars Roy Scheider uh, and a very young Helen Mirren. Um, it's a good movie. Um, so yeah, so he's he's a he's a solid director. He also yeah. he also um, is his own cinematographer. So um, most Peter Haynes films are he's also the cinematographer. So they've got a unique look. Yeah, I did. It wasn't until you mentioned it, but I, I did. I was thinking there was something we had done before that had a really similar look to this, and it's it's mm. Outland. It's um, yeah. There's a really and even even just down to the the kind of the nature of the hero again. There's 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 a man alone sort of noirish feel to connery's role in that one as well um, yeah yeah that's um i mean obviously um outland is is, is a modern re- it was a modern for then take on high noon um yeah. but yeah cowboy in space i yeah. really like that movie i think yeah. we gave it i think we i think we agreed it was verging on greatness but um, yeah. yeah it's a good movie but time cop let's talk about fucking time cop oh man um <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, sensing from your reluctance, you, you did not have a great time with Time Cop. How long have we got? How long? Twenty two minutes before we actually start talking about the movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, so yeah, so I yeah, with any any time travel movie, the hardest part is establishing the rules. The rules of time right? travel. The rules yeah. of the how does the time travel work, and so. They so there's a the, there's a first scene where where they're, they're they're giving a bit of exposition. It's after the, the the kind of action opener where the guy he pulls some modern weapons and and commits a gold robbery in yep. like the in Civil War era America and you know America okay, something's going yeah. on. There's anachronistic stuff here. I mean, you're in yep. New York watching a movie about time travel, but that's how they set the scene and then and then there's a movie with guys in suits could you imagine audiences in 94 going into a movie called time cop and then sitting down and like and then they're watching it and some union soldiers roll up and some guys giving them some lip about handing over their cargo and then the audience are just like he pulls out some modern looking you know automatic weapons with some lasers on them and uh and he, he shoots them full of holes and then someone just turning around going what the fuck well, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> you didn't we, tell me there'd be time travel in this. Well, I didn't turn up from Back to the Future. If anybody's listened to our podcast on Demolition Man, Demolition Man should be called Time Cop. Just, it, well, I mean, true. Demolition Man, <laughs> Demolition Man is point. not about... The title is not about what the movie is about. I mean, it's, it's a fucking great title. I want to watch a movie called Demolition Man. I mean, Demolition um, but, Man is a fucking fire title. But it's got nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> It's time cop. Yeah, but you're making Demolition Man came out first. Why did they maybe Demolition Man cop? should have been called Ice Cold Balls Cop? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so t- so time cop, and then yeah, so so you have the scene, and I gotta say the writing in that the writing in this first scene is absolutely great, and I I, I think the the dialogue they put proper. You mean with effort. the with the little commission like they have yeah. the thing, and like and then. 
that guy comes in and sits down and he talks about how like they've done yeah, yeah that that's fucking fantastic proper right? effort into the into the writing of that the guy goes he's, so he's trying he's, he's asking for them for money he's asking the senate yeah. committee for money to set up this time policing unit and the guy goes 1994 much... america might i might point out like yeah. this is post reagan era uh post um post bush era america where like the the demon the democrats are back in i was gonna say the democrats i don't believe they're the democrats but the democrats are back in power and uh and then like and this guy rocks up and if the republicans are to be believed they'll just throw money at anything so like this guy having to argue with the democrats to to get money out of them seems preposterous from the get-go but but he has a but he has a he has a great line and i wrote it i wrote it down because it's 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 just it's spot on the guy's asking how much it's how much it'll cost and he says a lot and he says how much is a lot and he says more than a little less than too much that's that's tight that's that's great fantastic film noir you know hard-boiled dialogue i loved it yeah um so the you know the writing they, they put a proper effort into the writing and i thought about this as far as a lot of a lot of van damme's uh like it's not like they're going for more the hard hard-boiled film noir he doesn't he doesn't have kind of snappy one-liners as he as he, as he beats up the bad guys right it's it's, true he does have a pretty good one towards the end which is a nice callback to a line that um he, that he, yeah, he does where, where there's the line about calls going, back about high kicking which is yeah. which is i've got to say one of the better ones but it's as not far it's, as like but it's not full like go cool off or it's silly, <laughs> let off some steam like bennett that. you let off some steam <laughs> i'll see you at the party richter <laughs> Like like they're they're not going for they're not it's it's the mid nineties and that but they're not going for that kind of action movie they're going for a little bit more a little bit more serious a little bit more noir that's true than than yeah big big balls out action which (laughs) and they 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 mostly stick to that and then and then they you know he's he's got he's got a scene he's got a the, the exchange with him and his wife at the mall oh yeah that's pretty good you know that's pretty good which plays out twice yeah that yeah it plays out plays out twice because it's it's time um and then they they uh you know they they go and and they have sex and saxophone plays oh, that 90s um, saxophone player man <laughs> oh he was doing good work there are there are candles you know there, there's a oh there's yeah a, there's a lot of long the, shots the through tone the candles. is the tone is yeah. consistent mm. the tone is consistent with with what they're going for um but then yeah then it all kind of then then they, they shift from that into into the the time travel start to become a factor and then it then it gets it gets hard to follow because they haven't quite established the rules well enough and they say you can't you can only go back in time because the forward in time hasn't happened yet but you can go they don't establish that you can go forward again from when you've gone back right yeah they immediately break that rule right yeah <laughs> but if you because if you can go forward from where from the time you've gone back to why can't you go forward further forward i mean and it, and it's, it doesn't make any sense to say the future hasn't happened yet when you're talking about time travel it Absolutely. it actually has it has that's <laughs> yeah so the the from that point on it i mean you just gotta you just gotta do what they do in, in austin powers is it the second one where he just he, he, yes. he, he just he barrels the camera and just says just don't think about it just <laughs> just don't think about it just let us just um, let us make this movie will you <laughs> yeah Lu- um another good time travel one is is looper have you seen looper i haven't seen looper but was, as i was yep. reading about this i did see looper come up as like a that's how you, like good good time travel rules yeah yeah it has i mean it has its own problems obviously and i think any movie where there's time travel where you where you step back in time where you go to the future or whatever there's going to be an issue um, you will eventually come up with a paradox and which is something that back to the future deals with quite well as the is like it, it it deals with the paradox of time travel and how can you be in two places at the same time um in looper they they deal with that as well but they it's it, it's they close the loop as it were so people close the loop um hence the title of the film looper right. uh, but um it's uh it, it's it's good it's good time yeah yeah there's um 
they do establish you know they establish that that matter can't the same matter can't occupy the same space at the same, same, space time. At the same time as soon as they say that you know that the bad guy's going to get thrown into himself and that's going to be yeah. the, the end of the movie which, which and blink out, out of existence yeah and blink yeah, out of existence yeah um which is which is um you know that's that's fine that's as much as i expect you're good with that you're fine do. with that yeah okay um yeah but but then so i guess the the plot kind of it becomes almost pointless to talk about the plot because it's they kind of it, it stops mattering really <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's, it's just an excuse to go from one scene to the next a little bit i i kind of like um i, I kind of feel like i enjoyed this a whole lot more than you did which which is fine um um i i really like the the double play out of some of the scenes like i kind of felt like you could have had more of that because ultimately the plot of this film and spoilers if you haven't seen this this film from 1990 fucking four um is that john claude van damme's uh house and wife are blown up early in his career when he's just a regular cop and he's talking about going and joining this new federal agency um and miyasara who who must have just been in this going i was in fucking ferris bueller's day off and legend and now i'm in this the whole time she was in it uh she she dies in a fiery explosion and um and then he he he, he kind of the 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 version of the guy we're talking about is this grizzled older but you know emotionally destroyed man um i think his name is max um yeah he uh he and he's in this time enforcement commission and and they police people using time travel to profit and murder um so tra- travel back in time and and put some stocks in the right place and suddenly you wake up and you're you're a very rich person in, in the faraway distant time of 2004 which is when the future in this film is set um and it's great uh like but what i really liked was the um was the, the the double out the scenes and like he's this guy and he's playing it by the rules and at any point because he he's in possession or he has access to a time machine and at any point he could travel back in time presumably back in time and he could save his wife but he doesn't um but this other guy played by ron silver who's a corrupt senator who in in 1994 like could you imagine a corrupt senator like just like straight up villain senator just i don't know like fermenting an insurrection could you imagine it um and and he's he's the bad guy and he's using time travel because he's clearly got access i think they say he's got this the the prototype was never was never destroyed he's travel using time travel to enrich himself so he can be the president of the united states um imagine imagine needing time travel as a crook to become president of the it's, united states seems, Just un- seems unnecessarily seems wildly there's easier ways there's easier ways <laughs> I to would buy vote a presidency for ron silver. Right? let's just say i would 100 percent vote for ron silver as president uh he seems like a stand-up guy so <laughs> he he owns every scene he is in <laughs> oh boy does he <laughs> not only does he own the scene mate he eats it yeah he's he's wonderful so good a proper proper mid 90s over the ott oh. villain oh with a, so good with a, with a beard he's fantastic oh. i i love there's a line where um at one point he travels back in time to tell his younger self like you're being a fucking idiot you're you're about to cash out on on the steve jobs of the 2000s clearly before steve jobs of the 2000s actually came yeah. back and cashed it again but uh you're about to cash out on the steve jobs of the apple of the 2000s uh you're a fucking idiot uh also you need to lay off the candy bars light ass uh, <laughs> lay off the candy bars. do us a favor and lay off the candy bars um and uh and then so someone interrupts him while he's talking to the younger version of himself and he punches him in the face and he says don't interrupt me while i'm talking to myself and it's, <laughs> oh it's so good <laughs> ron silver you fucking madman i love it <laughs> um oh what else um yeah so so i mean yeah villain the villain is villain is fine it's it's, it's he's absolutely on point for 1994 that oh my and god yeah, the, the plot so you kind of 
you go you go back and forth a little bit and there's things happen and so there's a character who's introduced um whose name is fielding and it's it's not quite clear i, I don't know if something was lost on the cutting room floor or something i feel like she yeah, should maybe she have had more involvement time yeah. introduced you'd learn a bit more about her than you expect to and then she abruptly dies and then he goes back and realizes she she she, she needs to have not died because he needs her for some for some reason to try and bust the senator and then he yeah. goes back well, and she's, speaks to she's her she's a turncoat so she yeah. she's working for them um, but, but he's shot go, but he's he, shot her so he thinks okay i can get her back onto my side now but then she dies again um, yeah. and she never quite establishes herself in the movie in the way that it seems like she's supposed to be as an influential character like she's yeah. not quite she's not quite main cast but she's not a she's not in the background either it's, it's she, she just never quite lands in the movie yeah she's a bit of a superfluous character and also she probably needs to be a part of it for a little bit longer so yeah. i think because they introduce her as like she's internal affairs or whatever um and uh, and she's she's clearly there meant to be keeping track on max but um if maybe she was there at the beginning and you you worked out that they had a little bit of a relationship the emotional twist of her actually being a double agent yep. might have landed a bit harder and then yeah. like and then maybe then like with the because i think there's a revelation um i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i wasn't paying too much attention when i watched this for the podcast but i i, I can't remember if there's a line about her needing money like being a single parent is hard i can't remember if that was an angle or not whether she was sympathetic or not or whether it was just she was greedy because if she was greedy and she dies that's great but um but if she was actually a sympathetic like then then her being a sympathetic character might have paid mm. off um, like I was doing this because you, do you know how much we make? Do you know how expensive a hip replacement is? Well, my fucking father needs a hip replacement and I got all of that and more by helping out Macomb, uh, and, yeah. in, in one job than I would have made in five years. And you just can't argue with that. Like, okay, fine. There's a motivator there. Suddenly they're not just greedy. They're doing this for a reason. I don't know. Maybe that that's an angle. Um, that the audience and, and Max could be sympathetic about. So, yeah. 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 And then I can see why it's, they, it's... I could, I can see why they brought her in the way they did on paper. It probably looked yeah. fine. Let's use the trope of the, the annoying, um, partner, right? The partner that they don't really want to, I've got, I've built up a really good, I've built up a really good solo operator, um, yeah. man, a, a really good man alone. He's most effective on his own. He doesn't want someone around and let's, yeah, a lone wolf. Yeah, Lone, Lone Wolf, Wolf let's, yeah. let's hitch him up with a, an annoying um, partner um, who's green and gets in the way. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think they needed to go in a different direction with yeah. with fielding. Um, either bond them bond them closer or or separate them. Yeah, split them further yeah. apart. She's separate quite, them further she's apart. She's not quite connected connected in that you feel something for it. And the fact that neither of us can remember what, whether if, if, and what motivation she had just, yeah, it shows that she's, she's kind of in the, in the middle as far as a, as a character, she's not an operative character in the plot, but she's not a, she's not just, just, um, scenery either. Yeah. And, but she does serve the purpose in the plot to sort of go why they can't make any changes in the past, because, when they travel back in time she says oh i could call myself and tell me tell myself not to to sleep with that guy it was a horrible experience yeah um and and he says you can't do that and you know that's why we're the good guys effectively yeah um and it's, but that's what she's there like effectively that's the purpose that she serves is to tell us the audience that he he's telling her that she can't do that and that tells us that he doesn't do it. That's why um, he doesn't do at, it. Yeah, yeah. Because at that point, I think I think at that point they are back in 1994, yes. whenever whenever yeah. it was. So at any one of those points, like he is operating in and around DC, he could go and warn his wife, which is something that he actually ends up doing as he breaks his his code. He he yeah. sees her and he can't he can't help himself. And the, the 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 moment that's that's supposed to be supposed to be pivotal pivotal and and kind of tipping him over the edge to that has been set up at the start and the payoff is 
is really bizarre. It feels like a, a one in 10 billion chance because he's, yeah. he's trying to find, um, he's trying to find a blood sample from fielding that he can use to prove that she's right. back in time. And he's looking through blood samples in the hospital and he finds and the he sample finds that confirms that his wife is pregnant, pregnant, which she's, yeah. she has, she's teed up at the start. She's said she wants to yeah. tell him something important, but something they get interrupted by a phone call. Um, but the, the fact that he's, how many blood samples are there and how many hospitals <laughs> in, in the city? What city are they in? Is it LA? DC. It's DC. They're meant to be in DC. Yeah. Oh, of course they are because it's because he's a yeah. politician. Washington, he's DC. a senator. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, and he, he finds the one blood sample that, that is, is his wife's and it says, it happens to say pregnant on it. Yeah, <laughs> and, just like in, in giant, yeah. Um, yeah, which... You know, okay. <laughs> All right, it's that kind of movie. Fine, um, but that's what that's what that's what that's supposed to be like. Kind of a turning point, I guess. This evidence as far sure as, is convenient. As far as character, um, and so and so, yeah. From that point, he kind of he kind of changes his perspective, and he does go and intervene. Um, and he's, he, he that's that's where you get one of those good scenes where he's he's aware of himself, but he can't. He can't let himself interact with himself. See yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, um, so he's and he, got to... but he does interact with his his now now alive and well, wandering yeah. around in a mall with Melissa. Um, yeah. Yeah, with Melissa. Um, but he's ten years older. Um, a point she quickly points out by the fact that his glorious mullet has got a bit of grey streak through it. So. <laughs> That mullet, though. I mean, if they were handing out Academy Awards for mullets, surely oh, that would get one, right? It's a, it's a thing of beauty. It's, Isn't it? Every, when he comes Lorenzo back on Lamar's and he's young, got nothing on that mullet. When he comes back on and he's like, I want to throw myself, at, throw something at the screen. When he comes back on and he's young and he's got his he's got his short <laughs> got back his short inside. Crop. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Get the fuck out! Get the, get the fuck off my screen! <laughs> You're not a man. Get that mullet back on here. <laughs> get that mullet back. I wonder, if it's a, I wonder if it's a wig. I'm not very good with wigs. Uh, my wife is phenomenal with wigs. Like, that wig is terrible. She'll often cry and talk to me like, that's a wig? <laughs> like, I guess it is now that I look at it. She's like, oh, that's a terrible wig. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Wow, I didn't realize that. Fucking hell. Patrick Stewart wearing a wig? You never oh, read man. about it. Like, we know you know. When, they were, when, when God was handing out superpowers and, and like he Amy gave like got wig, wig superpowers. Wig spotting. Yeah. Wig spotting over there. <laughs> wig spotting. Oh, okay. Sarcasm, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Love of shitty movies, Craig. <clears throat> I got short change. People get to remember shit. People have glorious careers as doctors. What have I got? Yeah. I love, I love a bad films and sarcasm. Human, em- human empathy. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm dying. Die faster. <laughs> Do you mind being more quiet while you die? That'd be excellent. Thank you. Moving right along. Oh, um, so what else? Should we talk about the, I mean, the, 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 oh, so the, we'll talk about the climax and then i want to talk i want to touch on the cgi as well the we climax talk, we is i actually think is action scenes go is pretty fucking dope so yeah. we've established we've established you can't have two people in the same place at the same time but the action scene the action winds up back at the house naturally it's chekhov's blowing up yep. house um so it naturally winds up back at the house and there's a fight scene that plays out between the younger and the older Jean-Claude Van, uh, uh, JCVD, uh, in, in this house whilst never once coming into contact with one another, which is, which is fun. Yeah. And yeah. they, like, it's, it's, it's set up kind of nicely because that the first, the first scene, the reason they blow up his house and kill his wife in the first 10, 10 minutes is ostensibly that he has stopped a, a, a mugger from stealing a woman's purse. Purse. Right. And it's like, wow. That seems quite excessive. These two, these two guys, two goon-looking guys, yep. see him in slightly you know, futuristic clothes. Yeah, turn up. They see him, and then his whole life is fucked up. And it's like, oh, okay, something was something. This seems like there was probably more to that. That seems a bit excessive. Um, yeah, I mean, I one I'm home sure they don't care that much about what was in that woman's yeah. handbag. Yeah. Um, 
so that yeah that i like the way they pay that off and it's oh no there's this whole other thing that he gets involved with later in time which is why they come back and they have to have to execute such vengeance on him yeah it's for something he does in the future yeah i thought it was i thought like the whole sequence was neat which culminates in um jean-claude uh having one-upped macomb by uh inviting the younger macomb to the house Mm. um and then jean-claude jean-claude has already established that if you injure the younger macomb you you affect the older macomb by giving him a cool scar on his cheek which uh i'm gonna say that ron silver was probably at a solid eight on the sexiness scale pre-scar but he gets blasted right up into an easy 10 with the scar. I'm just going to say, like, nothing happens to that man in this film that doesn't make him more physically appealing. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm fairly straight, but I would go gay for Ron Silver in Time Cop. I'm just saying. He is a, he is a sexy man. What, a, what about when, he, when he, he does come into contact with himself and turn into a, a CGI, <laughs> CGI pile of goo? <laughs> hard one <laughs> <laughs> on a on a beer to horsepower ratio would be all of the beer in ireland uh and some and some very anemic dogs would be what it would take to yeah. drag me away from from <laughs> from, from that cg it's it's pretty rough yeah i think i, I think you're right the, the the last action sequence in general is 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 pretty good pretty there's some some thrills yeah. and spills and unexpected it's twists. done in the rain it's, it looks neat yeah. everyone's wet and slimy there's blood everyone's, everywhere yeah. yeah everyone's wet it's the yeah. jean-claude and interestingly jean-claude doesn't just mow through them like he doesn't like destroy them straight up off the bat which is which is usually the like uh, if you've seen commando with arnold schwarzenegger he he literally takes on an entire army by himself and kills dozens if not hundreds of people by himself and and in this like honestly um he's pretty competent like he 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 deals with what's being given to him but he's not like unstoppable indestructible arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone rambo he is like it's nice there's a there's an element of realism to the violence which i mean to be clear people fall off roofs and get up and walk away like it's it's fine i mean i fell over in the park last weekend or the weekend before and i've got a cracked rib now so i can assure you it's not that fucking easy but um doesn't he get yeah, shot the, twice he does yeah he like there's there's, the, there's like, some, the like don't get me wrong but he, oh he's he's got he's got body armor there's so body um, armor. that's right yeah but i can assure you even then you're not getting up and walking away very easily like um but I, i've got to say like for this era uh he does a very good job of of, of believable violence yeah know, and there's a little of, bit of restrained violence he's not a that, superman there's a little bit of trickery he's there's a guy who's stalking him out in the garden and he hangs up a jersey on the washing line so yeah. that the guy will will sneak up and because sh- it's dark and rainy he can't see very well but he turns and shoots the shoots the the jersey on the washing line and then then van damme can jump out and he's established where the guy is yeah so that's, that, that, it's it's nice like it's it pays it, it's like you know, okay it's, he's, yeah he's it's, being smart yeah it's not just it's not pure toughness he's he's got no, some, he's, he's not a, a bullet he's a, sponge he's got a bit yeah. of strategy a bit, yeah. of, a bit of strategic thinking it pays off you know yeah. you know what's just just on that like um have you have you ever read a, a lee child's book have you ever read a jack reacher novel no jack reacher in the book is described as this behemoth of a guy he's like six foot four and what you know weighs like 120 kilos and he's yeah. he's not like a martial artist but he's a big guy and he knows how to throw his weight around uh and um I, I, he sets a trap in the first book which effectively the bad guys just walk into and um how how do you think jack reacher deals with these two bad guys who have their back to jack reacher um how do you think he deals with that if you're thinking he engages in some fisty cuffs or anything like that, nope, he just shoots them both in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's really satisfying too because he he doesn't fuck around. He's like, no, they're, their backs turned to me. I'm not going to give them a chance to shoot me. Not even bang like bang, a, he just not shoots even like them a both. Hand on the neck, like no, a no, because <laughs> there are other books where he does smack people's heads together when he gets the opportunity. When he doesn't want to kill people, like he'll he'll physically maim them. But yeah, in in that particular book he just shoots them both in the back he doesn't fuck around he's just like bang bang they're both dead so so uh, we, we talked so conclusion macomb dies fine he goes um max back to the future 
and and everything is good in the future again, right? Melissa's yeah, still alive. Yeah. And 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 they have a son. Does he yeah. know the son? The son's nope. like ten. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is got a dad that's gonna act like he doesn't fucking know him at all. What like, is, you know, he What has happened? <laughs> And not only that, but like she might remember, she might she might go, oh, this is the day you come back. Like you won't remember what we did yesterday and for the last ten years. She will know because she was there when he was in the past. Yeah, she will know that she will be able to go. Oh, okay, all right, sit down, Max. Today is the day you get back. I, I, we, we, we were planning for this. Here's a book. Here's a fucking scrapbook. Like I've been preparing yeah. for this for the past fifteen years. But interestingly. I guess that means that the man that left her that morning is a different man than right? the one that came back that night because he doesn't have those memories. Like, like maybe, maybe they've been having they've been having all of this marriage counseling to get him to stop doing push-ups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, honey, you need to stop doing the splits at parties. It's weird. Uh, you're a grown fucking man and you've turned up to a children's barbecue and you've done the splits. The other parents don't like it. And I've got to tell you, Melissa from the PTA is looking at you like she's going to fucking eat you. And I don't like it. And so they've finally managed to sort that out. And then he turns back up and he's just like split city. Like that relationship is going to have some fucking problems. If you could, if you could do the splits, like, do you think you would just bust it out at a party? Like just, fuck yeah, of, I would. I would be jumping up on bench tops and doing the splits. And you know, if I looked like Jean-Claude Van Damme did with that mullet, I would walk around shirtless all day. I would get speedos <laughs> and I'll just be undies, undies, undies on the tube. I'll just be like yeah. riding to work, armpit hair hanging out, just, yeah. Just with my jandals, and I would be doing the splits on the tube. So, Craig, what did you? I'm not even lying you, right now. I you, would. What did you get up to on the weekend, Craig? Oh, you know, we went out. For, <laughs> we went out out for out for dinner on Saturday. We went to that we yep. went to that Thai restaurant, and then splits and bam. did the splits. <laughs> bam. <laughs> <laughs> with that mullet, everyone you talk to is like, mullet. "Oh, Jesus, don't." <laughs> Just, it's Monday morning. My wife's just, just want, like, fucking stop. I just, just wanted stop. to make some small talk. <laughs> Your boss calls you in. Craig, look, I mean, you do a great job. I, Performance review. Splits on the desk. Bam! <laughs> you know, you do, I appreciate the work that you do keeping this business as IT, you know, humming. <laughs> um, but... But I gotta tell you, I've had a few, I've had a few people complain about <laughs> about you just kind of dropping into the splits. <laughs> now you gotta ask yourself, you gotta ask yourself, would you, would you, as Mike, do the splits with the crotch facing the person or the butt? I'm just. <laughs> that's, a, that's a choice. There's a choice. Like, yeah. do you do, you do the crotch do you? and just like you know abs and all and like you know karate pose, or or do you do the butt? I think the butt works better if you're elevated. So if if the butt's above, like if you can get between two things, like two Volvo trucks or something, um, and you you're on the wing mirrors of the Volvo truck, I think I think the butt works better like that. Yeah. But I think if like for power move, it's definitely crotch out, right? <laughs> <laughs> like what what is someone going to say in a performance review when you crotch towards them in your fucking tidy whities <laughs> doing the split up on the desk? Up on their desk, even better on the boardroom table. You're at a just you're like at a, bam. You're at a you're at two standing desks. Like you got two, <laughs> two standing desks. And someone's working in the middle, like getting them higher. Like yeah. you're at the standing desk. You're just like hold on, hold on. Just you just just wait a second. Hold on, yeah. boss. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> just mm, I just need to bump left up a little just bit. Nearly there. Just bam. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, that's a, but mullet must have mullet. Like See, it does not work. Yeah, if you're like to... me, follically challenged, like it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect. <laughs> but if you've got was... that fucking mullet, oh my God. There was a chance so to make that movie in the mid nineties. Mr. Splits. Oh, like, like that's Split... Jean, that Jean-Claude Van Damme silly, yeah, silly comedy. Yeah, so he does like... the splits often in films and like, um, so like he definitely does it. It's definitely a thing in Kickboxer. It's definitely a thing in, um, uh bloodsport uh you know that you know that um bloodsport uh sorry bloodsport yeah bloodsport uh the the game mortal Kombat is is loosely based on bloodsport 
and they oh, yeah, originally yeah. wanted they originally wanted Jean Claude Van Damme to play Johnny Cage in, yeah. in in Mortal Kombat, so he was very 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 nearly Johnny Cage, and so instead he, he was instead he wound up as Guile and Street Fighter. Instead he wind, winds up as Guile and Street Fighter. He had a according to according to his autobiography, he had a, he had an affair with Kylie Minogue. I mean, mid nineties Kylie Minogue. Who wouldn't but have an affair with Kylie Minogue? Fair play, fair play to fair play yeah. to mid nineties Kylie Minogue. Fair play to mid. I mean, any any decade Kylie Minogue. Yeah, she still looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're, di- we're, di- Kyle, we're digressing. We did warn you at oh the start. God. Raul did, Julia don't... in Street Fighter is amazing. Like talking about '90s villains in films, Raul Julia in Street Fighter is the only reason. Oh, uh, only reason. And the uh, the there's a there's a DJ that that's playing all the time who's got some interesting things to say. Like that. Those are the only reasons to watch that movie. Um, but yeah, Raul Julia is phenomenal in Street yeah. Fighter yeah yeah fantastic I, I like thinking about i like i like to tease myself and say that i want to watch street fighter from the 90s again with with jean-claude van damme uh, but no. every time i have i'm just like this was a mistake don't do it and i regret starting this don't yeah. do it people yeah don't do it people you'll regret it um <laughs> hey last thing we we just got a few minutes left and i do want to touch on the the effects in time cop because they uh, interesting period 1990 you know 93 94 yeah, so you um, had some really good computer, examples. Computer effects are just becoming yeah. a thing. Yeah, and uh, and they were being used in everything, whether they were appropriate or not. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could have done these effects any other way than the way that they were done at that time, because there's a nice wobble effect as they kind of step through like the time barrier. Which yeah. Is, yeah, you know, like as they step into reality, like I think I think if you did that now, you might have them phasing i suppose yeah. but um it looks pretty there good there were definitely better effects in 1994 uh thinking about what was number like there was one of the star treks star trek generation was the same year mm. um and the effects in that were pretty good mm. but i mean i guess i guess it's a budget thing right like how much this cost to make um yeah versus how much to star trek generations cost to make yeah yeah uh, and i'm not sure the budget was 27 to 28 million according to wikipedia so it's it's yeah it's kind of funny where <clears throat> yeah you think think of the money that was spent and how many of those shots do use that use that effect and then you've got a you've got a scene in a like a, an action an action sequence in a factory and he, he literally hides behind two barrels that are red red barrels and and they just say danger explosive yeah. on them and red and le- red lettering like oh this will be good cover yeah <laughs> like, a, a lifetime of video games tells me that is not good cover could it, could a red have, barrel in a video game is almost certainly going to blow up if you fucking look at it funny couldn't uh, they have spent <laughs> a bit more money dressing that set to make those yep. barrels a little bit less ridiculous yep yep 100 <laughs> percent yep um did you know that there was a sequel to this sequel to time cop yeah i did not i did not yeah it stars uh is it jason scott lee um who played bruce lee in the bruce lee biopic oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 um and there was a tv series yeah neither were particularly good although the um the sequel time cop 2 called the berlin decision uh, answers the age-old question of if you could travel back in time, uh, would you go back and kill Hitler? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The the premise of this is kind of fine. Kind right? of fun. It, it makes yeah. it makes sense. The, um, yeah, time travel is a thing. Uh, bad guys are using it for bad things. Um, yep. And good guys, are, good guys are, are chasing them around and and busting them. Yeah yeah it sure was there's, there's nothing wrong with the there's nothing wrong with the the, the idea um and, and yeah a, a lot of the a lot of things this movie gets right but i i feel like nailing nailing the time travel rules better mm. um yeah nailing fielding's character better yeah, getting the, better. getting the balance right with her those do those two things and, and you've got a really um you've got a, a really great movie you know you know you know what um they should have 
aped a bit more or copied a bit more is Back to the Future 2 because they, they have a Back to the Future 2-esque quality to um, the second half of this film or the final act, I guess, where yeah. they're, they're running around in that time. And Back to the Future has that. Back to the Future 2 has that as well um, yeah. where they could have had a little bit more fun with um, the two people running around in the same time si- timeline. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a really neat idea and that's a fun part of, of Back to the Future 2. Maybe they were a bit frightened of like of being drawing too much um, criticism from that. Um, I don't know. I think there's a little bit more fun to be had with that. Uh, maybe if you got to that a little bit quicker, that does uh, take a bit, a bit much time there. That does take a bit to achieve technically as well, right? That's expensive, relatively expensive in 1994. Getting and the same, getting the same actor in in a shot twice and making yeah, it not look terrible and making it work. Yeah, but they do. They it's done. It, it it's done. Like they do it to great effect in Back to the Future uh two so i mean it is possible and that was made like five yeah. years earlier so i mean it is possible to do but you're right maybe it was a it was a complicator it was an unnecessary complicator when ultimately what people want to see is jean-claude van damme kick people in the face um <laughs> like they 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 don't care they don't care yeah. like they, they just want something that looks neat um uh, get, gives them the opportunity to say i'm still kicking i must be on broadway uh and then and then and then kick um to run Ron Silvers together, yeah. um, like that's what people want. Um, so, yep. and that was my Jean Claude Van Damme accent, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, clip it, uh, meme it. Uh, it'll, it'll 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 launch a thousand ships, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I don't know. I think this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think this is a really fun movie. Um, oh 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 oh! Final thing, final thing for me, for me. Do you know who produced it? Because I do. Oh, I know. I did see this. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, you say Sam Raimi. Sam Sam Raimi. I did note that down. Sam Raimi. Do you also know uh, what he produced the year before this? Um. Well, it must have been Evil Dead Three, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It might have been. Was that Army Army of Darkness that he produced? That was that. That was he directed Army of Darkness, and that was '92. Um. No, he did. He did another Jean Claude Van Damme film. He did Hard Target with John Woo as a director. Oh, if you've okay. if you've seen Hard Target, that's a fun movie. Uh, there's so much slow motion. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think um, as a as a film, this is this is pretty tight. Ninety eight minutes long. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It has a little but- bit of fun with time travel that doesn't stand up to any kind of scrutiny um but yeah it has a it has a fun i think it's a fun film i don't get me wrong folks i do not think this is a classic and and in 20 years time no one's going to remember this film uh but i think this is fun so we did media so wikipedia describes it as having become a cult classic with fans and we talked about we did empire records uh not that long ago and and that's a cult classic as well and that has like a day that people watch it they watch it on max manning day Rex is, this a, Day. is this a cult classic? I think this is a cult classic. I think this this achieves cult classic. Would you status. go back and Would you go back and watch this? I'm not going to lie; it's not the first time I've rewatched this film <laughs> since it came out. <laughs> like, if I want something dumb to put on that's like silly and like is fun and it's well shot, because it is well shot. Um, yeah, it looks and nice. It's reasonably well put together, and like it's it's got some great performances. Um, is it? uh bruce mcgill um who plays is he the, the buddy the, is he the buddy cop the chief he's the yeah. buddy cop like um is that is that bruce mcgill yes it is bruce mcgill's great like there's a lot of great bits in it there's a lot of little a lot of fun stuff in there i i like the world building with like the macomb data systems like the computer thing like that's how this is all possible with these supercomputers that are that are um that are cried you know that, that are yeah. super cooled like yeah like that's fun like it's there's lots of little world building bits what i think's missing is is a slightly slightly more emotional payoff like i don't think we earn that relationship i think that it falls prey to like something we were talking off air about that erotic 90s thriller where you want to get to steamy love scene lit yeah. by candles a little a little early mike and i have decided we might have to do a couple more 90s erotic thrillers but uh um, sorry if you just when you thought we were going to get out of the 90s 
there's there's a there's a scene where someone puts on some some vr porn it's yeah 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 there's some vr porn happening like that's a reality now it it took 30 years more than they thought it was going to but like you could legit have that experience now i think with like a new google with with um the apple goggles that have just come out and the, the the facebook ones like the vr stuff that's out there um i think I think this is a fun movie, and um, also the the um, the guy who the story is written by Mike Richardson. So, my my fellow comic nerds out there will recognize him as the guy who set up uh, Dark Horse Comics. So, uh, it was a it was a comic film. So we 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 try not to do comic films, but every now and again I sneak one in. That's so. yeah okay. I'll, 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 I'm you've turned me around. It's you're right. It's probably a better movie than I gave it credit for at the start of the podcast. I think it's, I think it sets out to. I think it achieves in spades what it's set out to do it's a it's a high kicking high concept um genre pick from 94 uh that's got some phenomenal performances particularly particularly from ron silver it's a career high for jean-claude van damme mia sara was sadly outdone at this time period because she is much much better than this movie um uh yeah i think i think i think this is i think this is fire i think this is greatness um (laughs) all right we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there thank you folks thank you for bearing with us uh on a few 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 loose tangents um hopefully you've stuck this out Uh, if you have we appreciate it and um, we'd appreciate you you know reaching out to us hit us up Um, yeah uh, tell send us, us, tell send us a movie. Pics of you doing the splits. That's what we <laughs> want to see. <laughs> tell us a movie you and want uh, you want to hear us talk about. Um, share this podcast with someone you yeah. think would, would enjoy it. Um, do all that. And do all that. Hit good us shit. up and tell us whether you think you should be crotch or butt out yeah. in a split. Yeah, like weigh it, in as on a that. power move. I think crotch out power move. But uh, that feels. You tell yeah, us. You tell us what like, you think. That feels yeah. like something we need to bottom out. <laughs> hey. Bottom out. Hey. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Oh, okay. we're punny today, um, folks. Thank you, Craig. We'll see you next time. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye. All right. See you all. <laughs>